successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you listening here today. You can also check out the show on GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also available on Snapchat, Instagram, um, pretty much every social media channel, Facebook at Jason Grill, and we are on Facebook at Grill Nation Show as well as Instagram. Uh, good show today coming up here. I'm excited to uh, be back in studio. I hope you enjoyed our show last week. Kind of was interesting, and uh, we had a good time with some of the sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation and the ladies from Hoopla. Uh, I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation here with Jason Grill at the start of the show. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest co-hosting contributor, Kenhertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenhertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger, Kansas City, and Jay Rieger & Co. Ryan Maybe has been on the show often uh, last year, and I'm hoping we can uh, get him back here this year. He's a busy man. Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you for your support of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. So on today's show, we are going to have um, two different types of people. We're going to have... Eric Willie, who is a managing partner at Cleaver and Cork, but also is heavily involved with uh, One Light and does a lot of great things over there. And as I've, I've mentioned on the show, um, I do work, I do live there now. I moved in at the end of last year, so I've known Eric for a long time, and uh, wanted to have him on to kind of talk about what is going on over there and kind of catch us up on what's going on at Cleaver and Cork, as well as talk to him about some exciting things that have happened recently. And will continue to happen in the future and kind of get his take on uh, what, what, what the experience has been like over at One Light. And then in our third and fourth segment today, we will have Steve Nicholson, who's the CEO of Trust. I mentioned Trust is a sponsor and supporter of Grilled Nation. Uh, we have not had him on this show. He was uh, Trust used to be Kretcher Heartland. They're now Trust. And I wanted to have him on the show to update us on what's going on at that company. It is online at TrustAdvantage.com going to go through uh, what they do and how they can help you out and you and your business and your family and friends as well. So that'll be the show today. Thanks for listening again to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Let's welcome in our first guest today, Eric Willie, managing partner at Cleaver & Cork. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Let's how get, you doing? Let's get close to your mic here. Let's have some fun. So uh, we've seen a lot of each other recently. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you are working, living... Pretty much spending most of your time downtown now, huh? Yeah, actually, uh, my car rare, very rarely comes out of the garage nowadays. Isn't that weird? Which I love. It's a little weird, right? It's 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 a little weird, but I'm getting used to it, and and it's amazing, actually. Yeah, I walked to. Uh, well, the weather's been nice for the last few days, so I walked to the Liberty Memorial the other day. There you go. I, yeah, I forgot. I didn't realize. You know, it was kind of a walk from 
uh, I guess, 13th Street to there. That is quite a hike. Yeah. It was, it was nice, though. Like, you know, I'd never done that before. Yeah. Well, I think soon here, uh, hopefully April or May, um, you'll be able to jump on the, the streetcar and head on down there <laughs> save yourself uh, a little energy. It's amazing how many people come out of the woodwork uh, on a weekend when it's 60 in January and February. It's amazing. It was awesome. All so, we've seen is a, a downtown driving range or golf course. Oh, so. we need to talk about that. Let's <laughs> let's get that going. That's a perfect spot in the West Bottoms for one, I think, right? I think we so. We had that discussion the other day. We did, yeah. There needs to be something like that. I, every city you go to that has a growing downtown population, I have a downtown driving range. Right. And we've been talking about this through friends groups for, for a while. I don't know what it would cost to do it, uh, but it'd be cool. That'd be nice. I think yeah. a lot of people utilize it, especially those that work downtown and now obviously live downtown. Do you think they'd, uh, yeah, and keep I, their clubs in their car, I guess? It's not outside, but I think there's going to be a, a market with uh, no other pub. I, I've heard that they have some... Uh, some golf simulators over there, so we can. <laughs> we'll get into scratch, that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in the next <laughs> segment. I want to do that. Catch us up on what's going on at Cleaver and Cork first, because um, I tend to go there a fairly good amount. You guys open at four, and every time I go there, it's pretty crowded now. And yeah, I think it's it's interesting because you guys have been open now for. Yeah, we've uh, we'll be a year old uh, here in late February, and it seems like uh, you know we're we're almost a year old, and we're getting a lot of synergy with uh, with down. Down folks and yeah. um, the residential, obviously one light um, helps out a lot, and and we're gaining a lot of traction. You know, I think we're we're a restaurant um, and, and bar that offers a little bit something uh, different downtown mm-hmm. uh, with craft cocktails and uh, artisanal experience. What has that experience been like for you? Because I know you have a history in working in the uh, restaurant and uh, industry, and you know, food and beverage industry. Yeah, you know, because you st- we're at Bluestem, and Bluestem obviously was. Very successful. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a, a totally different uh, animal. You know, you have the travel, uh, you have Sprint Center, mm-hmm. you have Big 12, and it's just kind of trying to find your way, um, you know, gaining experience on how how best to, uh, to position yourself with those, that demographic and what the demographic is. And it's been, it's been a really, really great experience. And, uh, you know, uh, a different set of tools that I've had to use for the, for a downtown restaurant. And I've noticed that, I mean, the people are pretty diverse. I mean, you have an older population, you have younger population, you have people before a show. We saw a show recently. Um, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think, you know, downtown is just partying and, you know, it's crazy. But it really, it really is pretty, pretty chill at Cleveland Cork. It is. Yeah. It's and very that's, nice. That's what we want to offer. You know, we're, we're not um, trying to be like the, uh, the nightclubs down there. We want to offer a different experience mm-hmm. um, that's a, a little bit more low key, uh, a little more craft experience, which I think. Uh, speaks volumes to the Kansas City and uh, and what the the guests are looking for. And uh, it opens at four every day, right? Every day. So four o'clock, you're opening through the dinner hour. Um, yeah. So what's been the most popular uh, meal or item so far? I always go with the uh, the bratwurst or the cheese curds for appetizer. Yeah, for appetizer. I find myself getting the burger too much. I need to I need to move away from that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, also with the with the appetizers, our charcuterie plate is. One yeah, of our you, most you hooked that up that the uh, fantasy draft I had with some friends. Yeah, the fa- and I couldn't believe it. It so, was it was unbelievable. Yeah, with our chef being Alex Pope and our tie-in with local pig, you know, we we ought to, we thought that our charcuterie game should be on on point, and yeah. I think we've we've achieved that. It's it's amazing. Yeah, wow. yeah, and I I know that's been around for a while, but I'm kind of new to the yeah to the game on that. Yeah. And uh, and w- one of the most popular items is the uh, smoked ribeye. Uh, we cold smoke it and then grill it to order. It's always been a fan favorite, um, as well as our or pork chop and a lot of other pork products that we have. Smart ribeye. I'm going to have to try that. It's amazing. And then obviously you have uh, uh, nice cocktails. 
yep. that you guys are proud of? What are some of those top ones? Um, so our horse feather definitely is probably the, the fan favorite. Uh, you know, we use the Kansas City whisker, whiskey with uh, Jay Rigger and company mm-hmm. um, with a little uh, ginger beer. And that's one of my favorites. It's an easy, fun, uh, go-to drink. Uh, Latin Preserve is a fun one uh, with uh, tequila and orange marmalade hmm. uh, if you're looking for something a little bit on the lighter side. What is your website at Cleaver & Cork, Eric? It's cleaverandcork.com. Cleaver & Cork, and you have the information on there. One thing we also want to mention before we go to break here is that uh, – You've been going to the Midland a lot. What do you think of that place? I was there recently with you. It's an amazing place. Isn't, I forgot how interesting it was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's the most gorgeous venue, uh, in the city. And it's, uh, small and intimate. It's one of my favorite venues to, it's just to like, see a show. There's like random, like, couches and random chairs and, like, the bathrooms yeah. are so unique. And it's just, it's as odd as these sounds, nooks and crannies. The bathrooms are my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> there are these, all these nooks and crannies there. And it's like, it's insane. I just, it's so ugly from the outside. And then you go inside, and it's just so un- unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. And I, I just noticed it more since, you know, I've been living down there, but it's just a great spot. We're talking to Eric Willie, managing partner at Cleaver & Cork. After the break, we're going to bring him back and talk more about what's going on downtown and get into One Light and No Other Pub. You're listening to Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I appreciate you joining us every Saturday from 4 to 5. And uh, appreciate you joining us and following us along. If any of the podcasts you've missed at GrillNationShow.com. I know a lot of people listen through other means, so I appreciate you joining us there or on talk980m.com or on iTunes or TuneIn Radio. Uh, again, you can connect with me at Jason Grill on Twitter and Instagram. We're talking to Eric Willie, managing partner at Cleaver and Cork. And we know we, we talked about Cleaver and Cork, Eric, but one of the things you do also is you're, you're involved with, um, with not just with One Light, but with kind of the Cordish group and you do a lot of different things. Uh, tell us about that because you're kind of a utility guy. You do everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with, uh, with One Light, when, uh, when I came on to, on board to Cleveland Cork, uh, they were building One Light and, uh, through discussions, um, I basically tried to position myself, uh, as a resident, but also as a, a resident sommelier. Um, again, tell us what that is again. Yeah, I'm so not going to try to pronounce it because yeah. I always screw it up. Um, it's just a fancy word for wine geek. Okay. Uh, and, and when did you start getting, becoming a wine geek? I would say it was actually at my my days at the National yeah. uh, when I was exposed to a, a finer wine. A lot, a lot of nice people up in Parkville. There they're, they're 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 used to drinking fine wines up there. <laughs> so that's that's where it came from. And with the uh, residents, um, sommelier, there's basically three parts to it. Uh, the first part is we're doing monthly uh, wine tastings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part is we're gonna have a wine of the month club. And then the third part is uh, basically a, a consulting. Um, residents can email me or. Uh, Call my cell phone. If we have the wines in house there, we have a, a fancy little wine wall. Yeah, if, you do. If we, we we haven't opened that yet. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll take I'll take wine out of the wine wall um, and deliver it to their apartment. If if it's a wine, say you have your mo- mother in town and she likes pinot, fancy Pinot Noir uh, from Oregon, then we'll we'll find that right Pinot Noir for her and and deliver it to your apartment. Open it up on the community level, um, whatever your request is. So it's very. Uh one of the things about this new new building in one light it's very um, it's nice it's the concierge service is very high end yeah i haven't tried all those things you know i haven't ordered any food from the grocery store i just walk there 
I know that's there's there's a room service type grocery store delivery. Yeah. Um, haven't tried that yet, but I I've re I frequent that grocery store, um, in the gym. But yeah, I mean, all this stuff you're going to be doing. I mean, is that is that going to kick off? I guess when the weather gets nicer, or when are you going to start that? Uh, we've already started to do some of the programming, and we'll um, talk about the programming. But what about the wine? Yeah, so the wine actually kicks off this week. We're going to make it an introduction um, and uh, and show all the uh, um, the services that that we'll provide with wine. And I say wine, but it's not only wine. It's you know, it's whiskey, it's beer, like whatever you're looking for. You know, because not everybody likes wine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a wine geek, but I understand that um, not everybody likes wine. So we'll have events like whiskey events. Um, mm-hmm. We want to have cigar rolling. Um, there's going to be a uh, a dinner club, if you will. And uh, we just want to try to create a, a higher uh, level of experience. You think the residents will like this? I mean, they're going to go for this. I've uh, seen a lot of people already excited about the events you've been having. Yeah, I think, I mean, people are, are really, really excited about it. Uh, you, you know, know what's know? funny? It's like the building's almost full, right? And I don't even feel like it's full. Yeah, Cause, it's cause you don't see. I mean, it's it's very quiet. Yeah, I know that uh, around 220 units of the 307 are, are moved in. So it, it's a big building. And, you know, what we want to do is basically start connecting everybody and mm-hmm. um, create a community within itself. That's awesome. Talking to Eric Willie, managing uh, partner at Cleaver and Cork, general manager, does it all. He, at one light, he's having all these great events. Um, so what have we done so far? I know you had an event where you uh, had Jay Rieger there. Yeah, so we did a, a, a California Cabernet tasting. I thought that would be a, a nice soft introduction. Uh, we had a happy hour with uh, Ryan Maybe and Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Company. Um, this Thursday we're doing a Taste of Spain. We have Chef Carmen Cabilla. She's from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, with uh, some different wines from the um, Spain area mm-hmm. uh, regions, wine regions, and then upcoming, we're, you know, we have Pete Doolin coming in. He's the he wrote the book. Uh, um, that name sounds familiar to me. Yeah, he was a uh, he's a, a writer. He wrote KCL Trail, so he's going to come in and talk about his book. We're going to get several different breweries in. Uh, we have uh, quite a, a few things that different in the works. Um, we just did a Scotch and Swatch, where we did single malt um, Scotch tasting with uh, Paleini garments. Talk about high-end men's fashion. We have an event coming up, uh, Botox and Bubbly. Um, we have uh, Bear Med Spa is going to be a tenant. So and, that'll be interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll uh, drink some champagne, and we're going to get uh, Bear Med Spa. Then we can get Johnny Kenny Hurt, who's a co-sponsor of the show, um, to come on for that because he likes to do Botox, I guess, in his armpits. Wow. Has he not told you about that? I, I, I'm pretty sure he's mentioned it on air. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, if, the, if I'm wrong, I apologize, John. Um, but yeah, he's been doing that since 16 or 17, he says, or maybe, maybe, maybe shorter, but I need to, I need to, we need, we need to invite him to that. Yeah. I need uh, to find out the reasoning for that. I'm curious. He doesn't now. sweat anymore, apparently. <laughs> so anyways, um, uh, so that is coming up too. That'll be interesting. And, uh, you know, this seems like you're gonna be doing a lot of these I and mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Our goal really is to do, um, two to three, uh, resident events a month. And, um, I think once, uh, once the weather starts getting nicer, um, we get the pool open, and the, well, that's the, what I'm excited about is that area, the TV area up there. Yeah, um, it's just nice. Uh, the grass up there, the park up there, they're just great places. It's excited to watch some Royals games out there. Yeah, it's gonna um, be great barbecue. Yep. Uh, the amenities are just outstanding at One Light. If you haven't been over there yet, check it out. Um, I'm assuming most people know somebody that's living there at some point, right? Right. It's it seems to be it seems to be the happening place. Um, okay, so. You, we talked about some other things that are going on, and one of them is no other pub. Uh, it's opening soon, I, I imagine. I think, right? February, yeah, actually, March. 
Uh, February 22nd is the grand opening of No Other Pub. And that is in the old uh, Z-Strike, or Lucky Strike, as I used to know it, uh, bowling area? Yeah, that's correct. Um, there used to be 12 bowling lanes. Uh, we've taken out eight of, eight of the bowling lanes, so we have four that exist now. Um, and it's going to be, you know, there's going to be different uh, recreational games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this social... is a deal with Sporting, right? Yeah. So sporting um, is a partner. Yeah, so Sporting uh, Kansas City. And if, if you're not familiar with the name No Other Pub, basically they, they have a, a chant out there with their supporters group to call their own. It's called uh, No Other Club. Mm-hmm. So um, naturally, with that No Other Pub was a good fit for yeah. uh, naming uh, the bar, if you will. And so there's going to be recreational sports, um, bowling, golf simulators, uh, ping pong, foosball. I mean, you name and it. I remember we have, when we got uh, when this was kind of an idea. I remember someone asking me about what would you like to see, and and my two thoughts were a golf simulator and bubble hockey. Now we got the golf simulator. Yeah, um, you and I actually were over there about a month ago. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. I'd never done like a real. We only got to play a couple I'm, holes. I'm a true golfer, and I, I mean, it's it's so realistic and scary, especially for my game. For me too. <laughs> I, on the first hole, we were playing on Pebble Beach. I, I, I shanked it into a house. You hit a house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really cool, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting because you can play golf a lot quicker. It, Even though we we were having some struggles at the beginning just to get the thing kind of going and. Yeah, there's um, little quirks about it, but uh, overall, I mean, we uh, I played with another guy just two days ago, and we finished 18 in about an hour and 15 minutes. Did you really? Yeah. And I got to get on this Pebble, list. Pebble Beach, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so these golf simulators have like 50 courses on them. Yeah. Maybe even more. You could load more up. Yeah. You got those. You still have the bowling. Um, you're going to have a lot of television sets. Yeah, of course. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a, lot of, a lot of sports watching in there. Yeah. We, a lot of games too, right? Yeah. Um, we really want, we want to be, um, the home away from, from home, uh, from sporting's home. And so for, uh, for away games, even for home games, we want to be the spot before the game, uh, and after the game. Mm-hmm. So we really want to embrace the, the sporting culture and, um, the supporters group and, you know, even fans that don't even know they're soccer fans yet. I, I think that's cool because, you know, they did launch the rebrand at, uh, P&L. Uh, Rob Heineman mentioned that in his press release, I think. And, um, you know, they've kind of done well to have the stadium kind of, more, you know, on the Kansas side, but then have offices uh, and, and redevelop downtown. Yeah. So it just kind of makes sense. Plus, I think I think that space needed something like that. And I think it's, I mean, I'm just walking through it before it was completed the other day. I mean, it looks, it look, it's a big space. I didn't realize how big it was when it was yeah. a bowling alley. Um, but I think what you guys have done from a the look and feel of it are pretty cool. And yeah. the golf simulators, though, I mean, I got to imagine people are going to want to line up to play those. I think so. I mean, there will be a, um, a system, obviously. Um, you'll be able to rent it hourly. Um, but I think the golf will be um, will be really popular. And I think that even if uh, you're not watching a game, you know, there's so many different activities to do. And it really plays to a lot of different um, people, uh, males and females and kids. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's really something there for everybody. And I know that they're going to be uh, doing shuttle buses out to the stadium from there too. I know on game days. So I'm excited about that. So that's going to be that. the uh, the location to yeah. get out there. I have season tickets, so I'm looking forward to. Going you know, to have a drink I haven't there. been in a while. I need to get back. I, I know that I've been following some of the trades the teams have made and some of the transfers they've made. I guess um, that season here gets started here when in March. Is it the March first, or April? The first game. The first game is away at Seattle March 6th. Mm-hmm. The first home game is March 12th. Okay, yeah. because. Uh, Man, I got swept away in the Royals stuff last year, and yeah, you know, for a it's while, sporting do. was was winning and everyone else was losing. Yeah, and uh, you kind of got caught up in the sporting thing, especially when they opened the new stadium. Yeah, well, they've they've been consistent year in year out. I was over at the Shield Club for an event uh, a few weeks ago, and I just every time I go in there, they had the football field 
from the uh, Division Two Championship still on the field. Yeah. And uh, it's always so interesting to me to, to look at it because the football field is so much smaller than the soccer field. Right. Yeah, it's laying <laughs> no. on there, and you're like, there's so much. Uh, yeah, you think it's it's a lot wider, out of bounds space. Yeah. But then when you watch a soccer game there, it's it's very tight on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, especially on the one uh, without the benches on it. Right. And it's just so weird to see a football field on the uh, the soccer field. Yeah, but that's, that's been a good use of that lay of the stadium for them. It is. You know, I think that was something that they uh, intended when they when they built it was is to bring different uh, you know football games and uh, college championships, whether it be soccer, football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Well, uh, we're talking to Eric Willie, who's the manager. Uh, what is your actual title here at, at Cleaver and Cork now, Eric? Uh, managing partner. Uh, managing partner. I thought that was what it was at Cleaver and Cork. He's also very heavily involved with uh, One Light and with different events happening at One Light, and also he just you know always likes to promote things like No Other Pub and any kind of new places going into Power and Light District. But you know, I, I for my money, I still think Cleaver and Cork is the best place to go um, for dinner and just a drink or something. It's so chill. Yeah. Um, so far. But definitely, I'm looking forward to more of these events. Uh, One Light's doing a great job, Eric. Thank you for coming on Grill Nation today, and uh, I'm sure we'll hit another concert or let's get a tea time on the schedule sometime soon. Let's do it, Jason. Okay, buddy. Thanks for having me. Eric Willie, managing partner at Cleaver and Cork. We'll be right back on Grill Nation show. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced it to my Welcome soul. back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Also appreciate those listening online today at Grill Nation Show. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I hope you enjoyed the first few segments today with Eric Willie, managing partner at Cleaver and Cork. Also, he's he's involved in about everything in Kansas City. Real cool to hear about what they're going to be doing with Sporting KC down there and uh, the expansion with the uh, No Other Pub. It's going to be pretty cool, I think, to see that take shape. So, thanks for Eric for coming on the show. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, in our next segment, I want to I want to first mention. Um, we have one of our esteemed supporters and partners of Grill Nation, um, Trust, and we've lucky enough we've never had you on. We have the CEO of Trust, Steve Nicholson. You can check it out at trustadvantage dot com online. Steve, welcome to Grill Nation, and uh, thank you for coming to the studio today. Thanks for having it's me. Good to see you again. You too. Um, thanks for your support. I uh, want to kind of first touch on. You have been with this business for uh, over almost eighteen years. Is that it's right? Been about twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Okay, so. You are a true entrepreneur and leader. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of your background and, 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 and talk about kind of your upbringing. I noticed you went to Rockhurst College. Sure. Yep, I did. So, you are you know, that's that's great. I'm a Jesu- I went to Jesuit uh, College as well, St. Louis University. Absolutely. So yeah. we, have, we have a kindred spirit here. But, so you actually you got your uh, business administration degree at Rockhurst University. So you've been in Kansas City for a while. I have. I grew up South Kansas City, uh, Raymore Peculiar High School. Um, baseball put me through college and I ended up at Rockhurst. So Rockhurst was uh, kind of a blessing in disguise from, you know, it's such a great network here in the Kansas City metro sure. area. You played fell, baseball fell there, huh? I did. What, what position did you I play? Third base. Third base. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just see that on your LinkedIn page. Baseball, right? Yeah, baseball. But you didn't, you didn't play pro baseball. No pro baseball. <laughs> I, I, you know, the plan was to do that, uh, but I ended up with a great education and sure. And, uh, so you, uh, 
So you started, so out of school, basically, mm-hmm. you, you started at this business. I mean, it sounds like right I out did. of. I did. I, uh, you know, I grew up in a construction family. My father owned a large construction company here in Kansas City, built a lot of the buildings at college in Metcalf, some of those glass buildings you see as you drive by. Oh, and sure. My mother was a superintendent of schools. So I kind of oh, wow. grew up with a little bit of a, I'll, I'll call it a uh, roll up your sleeves, work hard every day, and, you know, just because you have a, uh, I guess, a degree, now, now what are you learning next? And that's kind of been the philosophy that, you know, I've, Tried to live by since uh, getting into the business, but started in the business in sales straight out of college mm-hmm. um, uh, with a smaller agency here in Kansas City for a couple of years uh, before I jo- joined at the time Crutcher Lynch and Company mm-hmm. uh, in 1998. Right. So, so it's been a while. It's been a while. So uh, what has changed since let's, let's kind of go back in time there. Tell me about what it was like back then at the company. Well, I, I I tell this story a lot, and I'll tell it quickly. But um, uh, Mr. Kretcher, Burke Kretcher, introduced me to my first desk in my career, and said, um, and, and my partner I had brought along with me at the same time, and uh, he brought us into the at the time small little life and health insurance department, and said, Steve, here's your desk, mm-hmm. and I said, that's great. Where, where's Chandler's desk? And he said, no, that's both of yours. Oh wow, uh, that is yours, use desk, if you will. Sure. Uh, and, you know, the, the lesson he was teaching us at the time, which he followed it up quickly, was great salespeople don't sit in the office. You know, right. They're out in the field. And so we quickly packed our bags up and, and set up camp in, in an apartment uh, extra room and started uh, 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 smiling and dialing, if you will. It's a lot different nowadays, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely. With, with how that works. I talk to Absolutely. salespeople all the time, and they it, it's weird. It's, you know, it's like LinkedIn, it's emails, it's, it's, it's coffees. It's very rarely yeah. uh, cold calling. Absolutely. And I think, you know, back in those days, again, just, you know, a quick 20 years ago, um, it was it was more about, you know, do I want to do business with this individual versus, you know, a lot of what are they bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, we were a very transactional industry um, and, and pricing and quoting versus providing the services that we do today. Uh, so the business so you, has changed. Dramatically. So the business has changed. Uh, how long have you been in charge of the business? Wow, in charge of the business. I don't feel like I'm ever in charge of the business. But, um, you know, in, in 2003, mm-hmm. um, became a partner, and at the time it was Crutcher Lynch and Company. A couple years later, my senior partners pushed me in front of the organization from a leadership perspective, if you will. Um, so I was probably 32 years old mm-hmm. when I got put into that leadership role, so it's been about 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That was that was probably interesting to do at 32. Right. It was. It was. I just all I did was reached out to a lot of really smart clients and said, you know, the folks that I respected and said, you know, how did you get where you are today? Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, a big believer in culture, culture first. Um, and, and I really identified a lot of business leaders that had, in my opinion, done it right. And I wanted to learn from them. So we're going to we're going to get into that in the next segment. Absolutely. I want to talk more about your culture. Um, talking to Steve Nicholson, who's the CEO of Trust. So what is what does this company do? I know people might have known it as Kretcher Heartland. It's now called Trust. Um, what do you guys do? What do you what do you how do you serve as clients and, and individuals? Yeah, and and the company's made up a lot of different companies. Most recently, Kretcher Heartland and the Power Group companies was a merger that I put together um, with a, a large group of, of of teammates. But at the end of the day, what we are we are a risk management consultant, risk management consultancy firm. Um, focusing in property and casualty insurance products, primarily for commercial clientele, um, employee benefits, um, health insurance, and and uh, all the things that uh, come along with those type of benefits for an employer. Um, and 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 we have wealth advisory and four hundred one k assistance as well that we can provide. So we mm-hmm. try to be that single point of contact to provide that comfort or that um, you know, we call it empowering pursuits, which is our core brand truth 
trying to empower our clients to do what they do best and not focus on the risks associated with their business. So at the end of the day, we um, are an insurance broker. We're independent. Therefore, we represent hundreds of different insurance companies and different partner companies. Um, but we are in charge of, in essence, placing um, our accounts with the right teammates in the marketplace. That's mm. really the essence of what we do. Is that unique, what you guys do, to have so many different offerings and services? You know, um, because I, I feel like it'd be, I don't, I don't hear about people that do all these different things very often. Yeah. I think our industry, um, grew up one way or the other, meaning you grew up in the, uh, property and casualty side of the business or the employee benefits side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the late, I'd say late two thousands, there was a, a, a large movement in the industry, not just in Kansas city, but to, to be, if you will, um, from a cross-selling or co-selling perspective, bring you know the property and casualty organizations were bringing on employee benefits uh, partners, if you will, and vice versa. Employee mm-hmm. benefits companies were bringing on property and casualty partners. Right. So there was a, there there was really a a major synergy that was going on in the industry, um, but from our perspective, a lot of times you know you you go down the path of 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 being excellent at one, the other one is kind of the uh, the left behind or, mm-hmm. or you don't have enough resources to be really, really good at it. And so it, it just becomes a little bit of um, us and them. And I think that's what we saw as an organization that we really needed to improve on. And I think the in- industry as a whole um, has been challenged by that. Um, so when we brought together the two companies of Crutcher Heartland and Power Group, they were two companies really focused in two different disciplines from the standpoint of what they brought to the table mm-hmm. at a very high level, and we just married the two. And when you brought those two together, um, in essence, you become, uh, you know, the way we're positioning the organization is more of a holistic approach to the marketplace with mm-hmm. professionals that focus in those disciplines yet have uh, an overarching uh, a strategic theme together versus us and them. And that's really been the interesting. Of what we did. Um, talk to me about kind of the companies or industries that you're involved in. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys work with a lot of different sectors and verticals of businesses. Uh, that's something that's interesting to me. Talk to me about kind of what are your core kind of yeah. industries you work with? You know, from an employee benefits perspective, um, it's, it's really niche or industry agnostic. It's pretty, um, you know, as long as you have, everyone's got to have, have employees, right? Or, I mean, it's, uh, it's a big market. And another piece of what we do, too, I forgot this, but obviously um, very important, which is our HR consulting, um, what we call human capital advising, which kind of is an offshoot of the employee benefits space. But primarily in the property and casualty uh, arena uh, or commercial insurance, it, it does make a lot of sense to be very, I guess, say focused in the, the niches mm-hmm. uh, in the industry, meaning things like our organization does very well is in the construction industry. Is that your background? Family yeah. background, construction, probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a you know a big focus of mine as a salesperson, um, and still is. But at the end of the day, uh, the reason I went to Kretcher Lynch at the time was that they had a very solid foundation in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. So it's always been something we've done well. Um, and by the way, the company is forty two years old. It'll be forty three years old here in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been around a long time. But construction has always been a hallmark of what we've done well. Um, uh, in, in recent years, we have been extremely active in the rail industry, mm. a short line rail, not just locally but nationally. Um, very focused in the in the manufacturing sectors, uh, uh, transportation sectors. Um, you know, I, if 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 there were probably four or five core um, areas that were focused, I mean, sc- school districts, municipalities, um, all dealing with trying, all dealing just, with understanding risk. 
and, yeah, and helping ab- people out. Absolutely. And I, I like to say, you know, our process is applicable to just about any industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of our core pledge items is, you know, process before product. And, you know, we really try to focus on taking our uh, partner uh, clients through that process to, in essence, come up with a program that is best suited for their company. We've got about a minute left in this segment with Steve Nicholson, CEO of Trust. Talk to me about the name. I, um, yeah. I, I want to know what, why Trust, why, why is that uh, the name of the company? Well, it, it, it's very interesting. And, and you might think Trust as a, 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 a part or a portion of a bridge or a, mm-hmm. a foundational element or construction. It kind of does fit into that realm Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the intent. You know, the intent about 18 months ago was to bring, as we were bringing two co- two large companies together, um, how do we get the best out of both uh, companies and cultures and find something that we can identify with? And it didn't have to be anything um, from the standpoint historically connected to what we do. Um, what we wanted to do was, if you look at the top 100 brokers in the country, um, 90% of them all have a name associated with them, a la Kretcher, Lynch, that was two gentlemen. Um, uh, power group was there were powers involved there still are but at the end of the day we wanted to create something that was more of an ideology more of something that more than more than someone's last name yeah that's right and we really wanted to take that next step in growth to to really identifying with something new a rebrand and so we stepped back and we um, interviewed uh, I think uh, gosh I think we sent out 3,000 surveys and and we got just a world-class response from our from our customers and, and prospects our insurance company partners all of our associates went through the process to find what we call our core brand truth. And we had a, a great partner, Blacktop Creative, here in Kansas City to help us with that. Great. Well, we'll talk more about Absolutely. this after the break. Steve Nicholson, who is the CEO of Trust. Check it out at TrustAdvantage.com. You're listening to The Grilled Nation Show on Talk 980 AM. We'll be right back. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I appreciate you listening as well on GrillNationShow.com where you can find all of our old shows and podcasts as well as a list of all of our guests, photos, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Lucky to have on uh, CEO of Trust. Uh, you can check it out at TrustAdvantage.com. Steve Nicholson is back for another segment, a uh, partner and supporter of Grill Nation. Great company here in Kansas City that's been around for 43 years now. That's correct. Close to 43 years. Um, we were talking about some of the industries you all support and work with uh, a lot in the risk uh, industry. Uh, talk to us about one that we might have forgotten, healthcare. Because yeah, healthcare is big these days. It is big these days. And we, we have a practice that's focusing on providing medical liability insurance coverage for doctors groups, surgery centers, those kind of things, and hospitals. Uh, we have quite a few hospitals that uh, not only we are handling their risk management needs, but we're focused on really expanding that area. So huge. Focus. Huge for you. Um, wh- when someone comes to you guys, I'm curious, you know, what, what is the typical size of company? Yeah. Because, you know, we, we talked, to, there's a lot of entrepreneurs here in mm-hmm. Kansas City now, a lot, of, a lot of companies that are building, that are getting funded. Uh, and I know from companies I've started, you start to get calls. We were talking about cold calling in the Absolutely. front, but now more so on LinkedIn and and you kind of what what is that point where you you really have to start thinking about um you know risk insurance and employee benefits type stuff i mean is there a sweet spot i always am curious about this 
You know, the, the company we've been building, we, we try to cater to just about all market sizes, if you will, or clientele. But, you know, where we really kick in, and, and I know we can do a fantastic job, is typically employers that might have a little scale, um, maybe t- five to ten employees, all the way up to, I was uh, just chatting this morning with a team. I mean, we, we've got a, an account we're picking up right now with 3,000 employees. So, you know, we, we can do it from mm-hmm. the smallest to the largest. But I would say... Uh, it really just depends on the on the risk. You know, you you can have a, um, for example, a, a roofing account that might not have that m- many employees, or the sales might not be that great, but they're a, a terrific prospect for us from a standpoint of all the things that we can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the risk profile of the sure. account. But that's you know, it, it's hard to say this is our market segment. But I would just say that that you know, ninety five percent of the Kansas City marketplace from a size and 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 risk standpoint is really our target market. That's great. And and one of the things that's important to you guys that I've noticed just from talking to you and, and doing some research and, and hearing about your company throughout the, the city is is the culture. Yeah. And that's something you really have stressed with with, with the name mm-hmm. um and, and with what you guys do. So talk to me about that and why that's important to you because it's obviously it it, sh- it shines through on your website and yeah. from from referrals and word of mouth throughout the community. Well, you know, I I think one of the the core philosophies that I learned early on um, in my leadership journey was that you know without uh, f- without engaged associates who number one enjoy what they're doing, understand why they're doing what they're doing, and are most importantly having a little fun doing it along the way mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the secret sauce, if you will, of building a successful business long term. So uh, I go and now back. it's become kind of the 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 buzzword. It, it, it's all about company culture. Well, it is. You read articles in every national publication about you know this is what's important. You know, and you have the top talent. If you want to attract the top talent, you need to have a good company culture. Absolutely, it's it it doesn't seem like it's rocket science, but to actually do that is a is a process in and of itself. I'm a believer that you know great cultures aren't you know you don't hope for it and it, it just happens. You have to work at it and mm-hmm. build processes to ensure that you know you're developing the culture that uh, your organization has. I mean, you can't create that from scratch. It has to kind of emanate from you. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big believer in, you know, uh, in that culture is a predictor of profitability. And Herb Kelleher from the old Southwest Airlines is one of the, you know, I've been a student of his for a long time, and he really focused on core principles. And, you know, what are you all about at the, at, at the core essence of your business? And, you know, he, he focused on those type of things uh that's very very need, early you need on. to continue on throughout the year a lot of businesses forget that after yeah. they have their strategic meeting yeah for 2016 uh, as soon as start as soon as everyone starts getting busy sometimes and mm-hmm. start filling all these holes and dealing with clients and stuff sometimes you, you get away from that but it's good to hear that you guys you have the have the pledge set up tell me about the pledge you yeah. guys you have a, a lot of core principles you know like leading by example and building and valuing strong relationships yeah, and and I go back to the the Crutcher Heartland days, and we had created in essence the the Associates Pledge, which is mm-hmm. was the precursor to this one. And and when we put together the two companies, Power Group and Crutcher Heartland, you know, we sat back down and said, you know, let's reevaluate these and make sure that they really fit with our uh, new company, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, our leadership teams and a lot of our associates uh, stepped in a room, and we made sure and we cleaned some things up and and recreated what we call the pledge. And, and I believe in, in th- there's, there's nuances to what I just said. Mm-hmm. The pledge is more of a multi-directional uh, agreement between all of us. It's not just uh, the associates pledge. It's the organization's pledge to one another. And so we do focus on these things. You know, our communications team tries to, when we see examples of folks living these things out, um, we're, we're, we're constantly giving kudos and, and connecting them back to, uh, those items and how folks are really exemplifying what we've all agreed we want to be. 
Yeah, I think too. Important. One of the things I notice is the team first mentality. Yeah. Um, I find that most businesses that are successful have that mentality where, you know, maybe there's a VP in the business, but when there's a crisis or when somebody needs their help or a client has a huge issue, kind of everyone kind of comes together and kind of gets the job done. Yeah, and I, I think um, our industry uh, has kind of grown up. It's it's a it's an old industry where the salespeople, or in our terminology, some some agencies call them producers. The producers are very lone wolf type uh, <laughs> mercenaries, if you will, with mm-hmm. their books of business and everything. But very persistent, right? Very persistent. But there's not a you know our, our organization is really focused uh, on on team selling, and we very rarely have an account that we handle with just one salesperson on it. Um, you know, we feel that you know we're, we've got multiple layers of relationships within large commercial accounts. A lot of times we have, you know, uh, this this salesperson is is involved at Rotary with this contact, or this other salesperson is involved with the CFO and another association. So let's put the put our heads together and and really try to solve problems for them, not just focus on ourselves. And I think we've been very successful at that. And what's the size of the of the company? Yeah. I mean, you've been around now for almost forty three years. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes and whatnot. I mean, how how does that? How, what kind of a what kind yeah. of a manpower do you have to have to run a business like this? Yeah, um, today we have approximately one hundred and eighty employees. Um, so pretty pretty good sized business for Kansas City. Pretty good sized business. That's a lot of uh, a lot of people. You know, uh, thirty salespeople running around in this marketplace and and throughout the Midwest. So we've got a. You know, a lot of a lot of presence and associations in different uh, niche uh, type um, uh, companies or industries that we're involved in. We really try to focus on getting involved in the community, uh, whether it's philanthropically or, or with a particular uh, association of a, a, a niche that we're involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's really uh, really important to us. What tell me about technology and how that's kind of changed your company? Um, obviously, it's hmm. it's changed the sales process, but ha- has it had uh, big effects on what you guys do on a day to day basis? I think it has. Um, you know, we we've invested a tremendous amount of money just in the last several years to really overhaul our IT infrastructure. You know, our agency management systems. Uh, we are a Salesforce.com company, so we manage our sales teams and a lot of the things that we do through that through that product um, as well. Um, you know, our industry again is, in my opinion, a laggard from a from a. We'll just not call it the leading edge of technology. We're trying to get there. I don't want to be on that bleeding edge, but I do want to be on the leading edge of technology. From our digital marketing uh, capabilities, we've really been focusing on beefing up our communications teams, um, how we uh, communicate not only with our clients. Uh, we're trying to bring digital content to them that's meaningful, not just. Uh, I'm know, noticing that on your website, we got 40 seconds left in the show, but you have an in the news section, and I need to I need to read it more because I need to see yeah. if I'm sticking to my New Year's resolutions. You also have. <laughs> Information about the Affordable Care Act. You That's have right. you have information about um, the brand, your, your capabilities, and whatnot. So you are really using that avenue, which is smart. Publishing content, content marketing as well. Yeah. Um, Steve Nicholson, Trust. Uh, check it out at trustadvantage.com. CEO. Uh, appreciate you coming on the on uh, the show today, being My a part pleasure. of Grill Nation, Absolutely. and for your support. And uh, I'm looking forward to having you on again soon. And uh, catching up with you and getting taking a deeper dive hopefully and all the different things and things you can do to help out people here in Kansas City and throughout the country. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. We'll see you next week. Have a great day and a great week. Talk to you soon. Hey.